Welcome to episode 15 of Button Key Games Cast. I'm Jordan, and this is Evan, and we're here to have some beer, talk about some games. Evan is here, and he is ready for the Wasteland Apocalypse. Are you going to do the entire show in third person? I was thinking about it, but I just ruined it, so no. You ruined it, or I ruined it? Well, I said I, so I ruined it. Ah. Right. I've said I've said I like five times now, so <laughs> I got it. Evan will no longer speak in third person. Okay. Contradicting again. <laughs> <laughs> um How's yeah. it going? It's good, man. How are you? I'm doing well. Got a got a pint over here. Yeah. Uh which is four ounces more than usual, so I'm a happy camper. That's good. Uh, and since I already started speaking about it, I guess I shall say that I'm drinking a Stone Brewery Go-To IPA. Okay. Sounds I've had, delicious. I've had it before. It is very solid. It's a little more simple than some of the crazy IPAs. So maybe if people are just getting into IPAs, this is a way to go. It doesn't like overpower your body or anything like some IPA flavors can tend to do. Uh, but I recommend it. And it's also a lower alcohol content, which is good for those lightweights out there. Hmm. Didn't you also recommend the Scorpion Bowl by Stone for beginners? Wasn't that another one? Yes, my wife did not like IPAs probably about a year or two years ago. And now, like, that's all she gets. And she started with the Scorpion Bowl. That was the first one that made her say, hmm, IPAs. So there you go. In case you'd missed it before, there's two for you. Two for the price of none, because this is a free podcast. For now. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm drinking the uh, Omission Lager. It's, uh, it's tasty, as, as you've heard me say before. I'm going to have something different next week, but I have, it, have that again today. Uh, and it seems those... Uh, Organic style beers or omission at least is working out for you because you hit a big milestone this week. I did. I uh I dropped below three hundred pounds for Woo-hoo! the first time in like four years. That's awesome. Yeah, pretty much since like before I even got married. That's great. So, yeah. Uh I've seen you've shown me your before and now pictures and you're looking good, dude. Yeah, who knows? I might even put them on the instagram at some point maybe not maybe, maybe next month on, maybe put them on the internets yeah maybe i'll do that next month shirtless men are all the rage on the internet yeah that's what that's what people tell me though especially like 300 pound shirtless men yes so uh to get into the the games segment of our show uh i know we have a big game to talk about in a second but i want to do a quick shout out to uh, a game called cube 2 Q U B E. Shout out to Cube. Shout out to Cube. Uh, this is another game on Game Pass. Uh, because one of my favorite pastimes now is downloading a random game from Game Pass and giving it a go. Uh, this is a portal esque puzzle room type game, uh, in which you control blocks of different colors. Uh, so. Different colors do different things. So like a blue box is a launch pad. 
a green box will make other boxes and an orange box will make like the box jut out of the wall into like a platform style thing. Uh, and it is a lot like portal. Yeah. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that, except it's missing a lot of what makes portal special. I think, um, it's missing the story flair that kind of, I think, elevated portal into like a pop culture phenomenon yeah atmosphere is kind of big yeah um and i think it's also missing the flow of portal uh the beginning of the game has it and then you hit sort of a halfway point in which you just go to these three rooms and you come to this room and there's a big generator type thing and you have to turn the generator on so you just go to this room, turn the power on, come back. Go to this room, turn the power on, come back. Go to this room, turn the power on, come back. Um, and the puzzles are still good. I think the puzzles are fun, but it loses that forward pace because you're always coming back to the the central area. And then you have to do that like three times. Um, so the enjoyment I was getting from the puzzles was kind of like stabbed a little bit and betrayed by... I guess the padding or or whatever they did to make the game longer. Um, and it yeah. just made me want to play Portal 2, which <laughs> is a game that has some serious pace and goes to amazing places. Uh, just going through the initial testing rooms and then going into like old Aperture where you learn about the goo. Uh, yeah. That game Dude, has Portal a pace. 2, yeah, the story in that game was like... It is, it's so good for a puzzle it's, game. It's, it's so special. Yeah. It's a special game for sure. It's really good. Um, I prefer Portal 2 to Portal 1 because I think they capitalized on that story and that environment so well. Um, yeah. And you moved, moving outside of the test chambers was something you did in the first one, but not to the extent at which you do in 2. And they just, they just take you places and learning about Cave Johnson is amazing. Cave Johnson? That was his name, right? I believe uh, so. And learning about like aperture and then experimenting with the goo was this whole other level of these puzzles. Um, and they took that momentum based puzzle to like an another tier by adding that. And it was so good. It's just that is a classic game to me. Uh and now I just want to play Portal. Yeah. Dang it. And it's Dang just it. it's like it's like it kind of created or at least like we saw a lot more of that like sarcastic death warning for sure type of like tone that that game always had. Yeah. Um, that always had a nice, like dark humor to it. It was great. Like the, the tongue in cheek AI who yeah. is very snarky. Even, even some of cave Johnson stuff. It's like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's great. Yep. Uh, so that's cube two. Um, it's a bit easier than I think I'd like it to be. At least at the point I'm at, which is probably like three quarters of the way through. Uh, but I will finish it. It's gotten me enough to where I will see it to the end. But that's Cube 2. Sweet. Sounds uh, like a good time. It is a good time, but Jordan, me and you have a text thread yes. about the good time that we have been having uh, with a little game called rage 2 okay so there seems to be a disconnect between 
how much of a blast I'm having with Rage 2 mm-hmm. and the kinds of things that are being said in the reviews for Rage 2. Yes. But I'm just going to tell you, that game is a freaking blast. It's so much fun. So what, what is the gist of Rage 2? So it takes place right after the first one, which they kind of walk you through some of it in the trailers and whatnot. There's also a lot of like throwbacks to the first game you'll, you will miss if you didn't play it, but it's like it's more just fanfare. It's not important. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's it's post post apocalyptic is what they call it. Right. So like the world's kind of almost reestablished. Sure. Sort of. But it's yeah. still chaos. Yeah. Um, but basically, I mean, there's not a lot to it. It's not a it's not really a story driven game. It does have like a cool story, in my opinion. I thought it was like decent, but decent isn't saying much for the kind of game it is and the kind of expectations I had of it because I didn't have much mm-hmm. as far as story. Um, it's just it's more like a it's not taking itself too seriously. Yeah. Um, it's almost like watching a cheesy 80s action movie mm-hmm. that's also got a little bit of sci-fi. Yes. That's kind of how the story feels. And it's super lame. Like, I feel it's, like, decent, though. Like, it's a movie that if you watched it in the 80s, we, you wouldn't watch it again now, but it was still, like, decent. I don't know if uh, that makes sense. I think judging by how I've played the game, but I kind of play most open-world-type games like this, uh, the... Story has like never been the thing that I've wanted to do to propel that game forward. Yeah. Uh or to go figure out what to do next. Um I usually end up like goofing off and running in a direction and then if I end up by a story objective I'll do it. Yeah. Uh but th- but other than that I'm just running around shooting stuff with some really good guns and some really fun powers. Uh and that that's kind of doing it for me. Yeah. Dude, the combat is so good. Like, mm-hmm. in the beginning, it's a little bit weird. Yeah. Like, I say that because, like, all the trailers and gameplay stuff that we saw before, it doesn't feel like that in the beginning. Yes. It, it, that's kind of like once you really start getting some powers and different guns and you can start to really combo and chain stuff together and kind of get a flow of combat. Like, that game is all about the flow of combat. Yep. And once you get it down, it feels amazing. Um, but. All that to be said, if if story is like an import a really important thing to you in a game, then this just isn't the game for you. This ain't it. But um but if you just like good, chaotic, gory, just downright fun, flowy combat with fun guns and fun abilities that just makes you feel like a total badass, this mm-hmm. is your game. Uh this reminds me so much of Far Cry, like three and four and so on. Except for I, I kind of like the story in three. Well, I mean, sans the story. I guess I mean what you're doing from moment to moment. Um, F- Far Cry 3's gameplay bored me probably 70% through it. Oh, really? I, I pushed oh, through no. for the story, but the gameplay actually kind of started to bore me. It was a little too dude. repetitive. Dude. dude. <laughs> I played so much of Far Cry 3. <laughs> I think yeah. I'm missing one achievement for Far Cry 4. And it's just like, dude, I didn't. 4 was just, I dropped it. I played no. like two oh, hours no. and straight oh, dropped heart. it. And I was like, this story isn't as good as three, which is what drove me through three. Oh, because this heart. villain's not as good as Voss was. And I don't care. 
because the gameplay is lame. I'll let it slide. No, you don't have to. You can rip me a new one. I'm cool with it. No, I don't. Uh, I'm. I have a. I have how a terrible. You, how about you tell me why you liked Far Cry Four? I have a terrible habit of ripping people for their opinions because I think it's fun and I feel like they like to do the same to me. Uh, and not everybody likes that, so they just think I'm a jerk. Uh, so I'm trying to like contain myself. Um. I am a very big fan of these kind of open world, mindless type games. Um, they're my escapism games. Uh, if I'm feeling like bummed out, like the perfect kind of game for me is like a Far Cry 4 or a, or a Rage 2. Um, because I don't have to think a lot about it. It's very fun to play. The guns feel good. Um, the story's hit or miss. Uh, but that's not what matters. What matters is I'm just checking off boxes through this open world. Yeah. Um, and Far Cry 4 really did that for me. Uh, I, Far Cry 5 did not for whatever reason. I'm not sure why I picked up that game and then kind of dropped it. I think maybe they added like one too many systems that I felt like I needed to worry about. Um, I didn't even mess with five because four was such a disappointment to me. Oh yeah. If you don't like four, then you're not going to like five. Yeah. (laughs) That's like a The story of five looked more interesting than four, but I'm going to pick it up on a sale one day. It's going to happen. It, it didn't hook me enough to, to push me through, but the story is not usually what hooks me. So far cry three blood dragon. I played the crap out of that. Oh, I didn't like blood dragon. I loved it. It was incredible. It was the 80 sci-fi action. Cheesy goodness that i needed in my life and i loved blood Hmm. dragon um far cry 3 the the bow and arrow mechanics were so much fun in that game and i for Mm -hmm. some reason never got that in four i mean i know like the bow and arrow stuff i know they had it but like it didn't feel the same it felt like maybe the camps were laid out differently so it's harder to just stealth the whole thing because there was a lot of verticality in four that was kind of absent in three yeah something about it like in three i would take out those whole little camps with no one ever seeing me getting For headshots sure. with a bow and arrow and it was awesome and you would go like sliding around getting a headshot while you're sliding with the bow felt so good yeah but anyway far cry 3 blood dragon did that for me too and i loved it but far cry 4 for some reason i just i think i think part of the problem was when i started far cry 4 i felt like i went backwards from where i ended far cry 3 and i didn't like that i was like i don't mm. want to grind all this again just to have fun at the end yeah and I think I, I was fine care. with that because it was a different character. So yeah. in my mind, I'm like, yeah, he's not as he's not as uh, he didn't do as much as Jason did in the first one or the third one. Um, yeah. But I guess back to rage. Yeah, uh, back to rage. Rage. Is. Kind of like adrenaline pumping, flow inducing combat. Uh, yeah. You have your guns. You kind of start out with standard like assault rifle, uh, pistol, yada, yada. And then you have your abilities, which you start out pretty much with like a force push that can shed armor off enemies or kill lower health enemies. Uh, and I guess another mainstay is the I forgot what it's called. The drop slam but you pretty much. You pretty much do a ground pound. Yeah, the slam. Uh, and so you kind of like have to build your flow out of these mechanics um 
I don't know if it would work if the enemies did not feel as fun to shoot. Um, or that flow was broken in any way. Uh, just going through these bases and just murdering everything as fast as possible feels so good. When you get into a, a rhythm and you're just like blasting headshots left and right, you whip out your shotgun, you drop a dude, you punch a dude off of the cliff with the alt fire on the shotgun, which like fuses all the pellets into a single slug and it doesn't yeah. do as much damage, but it blasts a dude so far away. It's got that. And just bad. watching just watching that ragdoll effect is so good. And when you do the slam and people are caught in the shockwave and are not like in your immediate drop zone, you just see them fly up in the air. And there's kind of this like slight moment of slow motion. Uh, and then you whip out your shotgun and you blast that dude to heck while he's still flying in the air. Dude. So good. Uh, this game is all about like just making you feel as cool as possible. Uh, whenever you're in combat. Yeah, and it's, it's so good. It just succeeds on that level in such a good way. So I do have some qualms with the game, but I'll get to that. But I agree 100%. Everything feels so smooth like and tight. Like The powers feel perfect. My, the only thing that didn't really feel as tight as I felt like it should is the sprint mechanic, but I know they didn't mm. have that in like Doom, the other id shooters. Um, so it felt a little <laughs> did bit you get weird. The, did you get the power that's the second sprint? Yeah. <laughs> At first, the most I tried useless power. No, dude, that you you freaking move when you yeah. When maybe you, I don't know. Maybe I just underutilized it. Did you get the invisibility? No. There's a there's a skill in that tree all the way at the bottom that lets you turn invisible when you sprint or when oh, you do the rush. Nice. Uh, so if you ever get into trouble, you just hit the rush, and you're moving at like superhuman speeds. Especially if you have the other like. Uh, abilities in the combat tree that make you move and sprint faster you're like just hauling butt as fast as you can yeah and then to come out of that and just punch a dude to death is so good uh yeah i was with you at first with that ability the ability is like you sprint and then you push the sprint button again and you get like an ultra sprint um lasts for a couple seconds it lasts for a couple seconds but once i started using it or like a lot of this stuff you have to weave into the combat. Yeah. It's the all about game, chaining them all together. The game does not force you to do it. You can you can play this game and you can just shoot people like normal. You can you can use your shotgun like normal. But then you're and doing you'll it probably wrong. be fine, but you're doing it wrong. Uh you are meant to always be on top of your cooldowns and weaving these powers in and out of abilities. There was one time uh, I was running up this ramp. I had my shotgun out and it was like this ramp into this tower. There was a dude at the top of the ramp. So I did the alt fire on the shotgun, blasted him off the tower while I'm ultra sprinting up this tower. I jump off and there is this pool of like five guys below me. And I had my slam ability and I got a, I got an additional ability for the slam that creates a black hole where you're about to land that sucks people in. I just straight landed on top of all of them and it felt so good. Yeah. And the higher you go down with slam, the more damage you deal. Yeah. So you can just, you can obliterate people. It's real good. Um, I, I think the, I think where the game falls apart is when you have enemies that like you can't use that flow on. Um, 
like the bigger enemies that aren't affected by your slams or your or your shatters or anything like that. So you just have to shoot them. Um, I don't I don't feel like it's bad though. Like when you're fighting the crushers and stuff. Here's my struggle with the crushers. They're too easy. They're very easy. Like you shoot them with one rocket in the chest. Yep. And then they go into like this like stunned mode and they stay there until you like shoot their weak point. Yep. So you can take your time to reload, grab some ammo and get some health and all that before you even get past the first little phase. Yep. And then you shoot their weak point. Once that blows up, then you do it all over again. You blast them with a rocket, shoot the next weak point, do it again. And you do that like four times. And yep. it's after those four times, then their health actually shows up. You're not even damaging them until you do that. Um, but then their health goes down fairly quickly. Yeah, you're, I, I, I gave like six shots to one of their heads and it was dead. Yeah. <laughs> with a shotgun. They're a little too easy. And you're on hard, right? I, I'm playing this game on hard. Yeah. And so it's like, it's a little too easy with the crushers. So. But there are, there are different level crushers. Like it doesn't tell you what yeah. their level is. Um, but like if you hover over the location for the crusher dens, it'll tell yeah. you the difficulty of the enemies there. And so like there are crushers that are harder than others. So don't get me wrong, but, um, yeah, I mean that, that's one of the small complaints. The other one is you kind of hinted at it that the, the game doesn't explain a lot. That's kind of important to yes. the fun uh, and it's really easy to miss some stuff. Or I think, I think a game I think Doom does this really well, but Doom puts enemies and ammo limitations in your way that forces you to use your entire combat kit. Yeah. Um, so like some enemies are great with a shotgun, but other enemies you need your, uh, like a rail gun will be better or your assault rifle with the mini rockets are really good. Uh, whereas rage I probably could play through that whole game with just the guns and not using abilities. And if I stayed within my level ranges, it wouldn't be a problem. It just wouldn't be as fun. It wouldn't be as fun. Uh, you really have to force yourself to weave in these extra combat abilities to get the most fun or the most bombast out of this. Uh, I will say the explosions in this game are freaking awesome. Yeah. They, they put so much punch behind their explosions. I don't know. Everything in this game is punchy. Everything. It's really bad if you if you probably have motion sickness because everything shakes all the time. Yeah. Uh, because of the explosions and there's a lot of colors happening. There's there's a big like seizure warning in the beginning. Uh, and it is well in, like, warranted. Ten different languages. Yeah, it is well warranted because there's a lot of stuff happening. Um, but all that leads to the sense of fun. And I guess this can lead into not the negatives, but the, the shortcomings. Uh, it, is, it is a checklist game for me on like the highest level. Uh, what do you mean by that? I'm not really thinking about anything. I'm just hopping on my Icarus, which is like the flying hover bike, and just going until I see a question mark. And then I'm like, ooh, question mark, go there. And then check off the list. Um, I've did that so much that uh, you have like three different factions that you have to do missions for. Um, and I've only done the second mission for one of the factions, but I'm like powerful enough to take on any of like the highest level areas in the game is how much I haven't been doing the story stuff. So when I, when I say I mentally check out, 
I mentally check out. I do not think about it. I'm just going and running in and blasting everything, having a good time and going out. Yeah. Um, and I think that is a negative for most people, but for me, it's fine because that's what I'm wanting. Well, see, um, I don't like doing too much of that, but that's also why you're talking about like all your three factions are like level 10 already. Yeah. Mine, I finished the whole game and they're not, they're like seven, six, eight. You know? Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like they're not I because problem. I didn't do what you did. Yeah. I, I, I did some of that, but then as soon as I was like, hmm, I want to know what's next, I would go back to the story. And then after I beat a story mission, I'd do a little bit of more checking the boxes, like you said, but not near, not just yeah. doing that over and over again. Um, and I still, I still had so much fun with this game, dude. Um, but it, it did. A lot of people complained about the driving. I think driving the main car feels so good. I actually was, I wasn't impressed with the driving, but I thought it was good. Like, I, I think the e-brake is a big key. Oh, yeah, um, you have to use it. Yeah, without if, that, it's like kind of, yeah. But you just, you just like feather that e-brake in the boost and you're just like ripping through this wasteland. Yeah, and the boost recharges so fast. It's, yeah, it's, I feel like it's good. Like, it's good driving. At it's least the main amazing, car, but the, it's good. some of the other cars are boring uh, yeah, and don't handle as well. And, and I've got some complaints there, too. Like, you can only upgrade your main car. Yeah. You can't upgrade the other cars. And some of them are like have potential to be really some of them cool are really cars. cool. Yeah. Um, there's like a dump truck. Yep. And there's like this car with like a top of a tank mounted on top of it. There's like. Yep this car that shoots mini nukes out the back there's there's some cool stuff um but like you can't upgrade any of those and not only that you can't repair them it's mm-hmm. so like you can call them in anytime but you'll pay like anywhere from like 50 to 500 to a thousand dollars for some of the best cars and um you only get it until the health runs out or you sometimes you'll finish a mission and it's despawned if you had to load at any point um and it's just that's kind of eh. so it just the game does not encourage you to drive other vehicles, even though there are some cool other vehicles. And that just feels like they just needed more time to work out that system. And so so it was a little bit disappointing to me. The other big thing is like in your primary vehicle, the Phoenix, you can you can repair it when it takes damage by focusing, which is kind of like basically pushing and hold a button and he does like a nanotripe focus, which is what you have to do to do like to perform all your abilities. Mm-hmm. And um, if you do the focus in front of the car, like at the engine, it, it repairs the Phoenix. And you can't do that to any other cars. And that's kind of disappointing to me. Um, it kind of feels like the cars, they had this like system planned out that they didn't get to capitalize on. Yeah, and I feel like if they had upgrade paths, like in yes. so like the the nanotrite stuff, like you your focus, you can use it to unlock certain chests, and that's how you unlock arcs and stuff like that. Like, and that's how you um, repair your vehicle. If they had a way to like upgrade the other cars to add arc tech into the cars, so that you could mm-hmm. repair them in the future, sure you can make it cost an obscene amount of money. So like it, you can't just do it to every car right off the bat, but to be able to pick one of the other cars and say I want to upgrade this one to have arc tech in it and then have its own skill tree or even just have you can upgrade each one with arc tech and then there's like one skill tree that overlaps to all the vehicles 
Yeah. You know what I mean? It would just have been a like a, a universal skill tree. Yeah. So that just it, but it doesn't feel like the game encourages you to drive other vehicles, which is kind of a bummer. Um, not a huge complaint, but um, it, you know, it just feels like a missed opportunity. Um, another bit of a complaint from me is that the tone of the marketing I don't think translated all the way to the tone of the game. Um, interacting with the characters feels like normal. And the tone of the trailers was like, this is going to be freaking insane. This is going to be crazy. Stuff's going to happen and explosions and funny lines are going to be all over the place. Uh, and the the game's like has one character, maybe two that are like weird. Eh, three. But like other than that, everybody's just normal. And yeah, they were like, this is like a post-apocalyptic party and everyone's like nuts and crazy. And there was no tiny Tina, you know? No. Well, the person from the the mutie TV bash thing is really weird. Yeah, but, there's definitely some weird characters, but like you said, it's not. It doesn't match with the tone. No, it's uh, not, that they set with the trailers. It's not yeah. like, yeah, let's freaking rip. Uh, we're gonna freaking burn this place to the ground with how hard we party all the time, which is what the trailers felt like. Yeah. Um. So, I think this game has a. I think this game has a lot of flaws, but there is something so pure about the combat in this game that I'm willing to overlook those flaws and say that I'm having a heck of a lot of fun with this game. Yeah, really everything we've discussed, it was not a big deal to me. It was no, just it missed opportunities like more than anything. Yes. Um, but it didn't take away. It just is like, they could have added something here. It's like a little bit of a wish list. Like, yeah. I wish you guys did this. I wish you guys did this, but like, man, this core here is stellar. Yeah. And so with all that, I'm really excited for additional content that they're going to be bringing to the game because yep. I want to play more. But now I have to get to the biggest con of all, the biggest disappointment in this game. But to be truthful, I've, I've probably played about 15, 16 hours. Um, um, probably like probably the same, maybe a little more. Yeah. It only takes about 14 hours to beat the story. If you're still spending time doing side stuff, it's not very long, which yep. is okay. Just have your expectations set. You know, I think that's the most important thing. Um, but my biggest disappointment was really the pacing. Mm -hmm. um, there's way too much space between combat because the combat feels so good, mm -hmm. but you get in and you're like, yeah, I got a, a bandit den and I'm gonna kill all these guys, but you're done in less than five minutes. Yeah. And I wish there was like a way to have like a good 15, 20 minute, like nonstop throw dudes at me. And they don't have that because the combat's the so fun. I feel like that should be that way. And everything in me, I didn't even really notice this until probably about 10 hours in because um, I was having so much fun. But when I did notice it, I was immediately like, hmm, maybe when I get closer to the end of the game, uh, that'll kind of pick up, you know, it'll get better. There'll be mm -hmm. more like large battles. And um, the final mission was about what I wanted, but it was what I felt like every mission should have been. Mm. And then the final mission should have been more. And that's my biggest complaint about this game. But to be honest with you, it's, I still think this game is worth 60 bucks if you're into this kind of game. But yeah. that's the biggest disappointment. Um, and I really hope that the devs 
hear that from the community so that they moving forward that they give us something so we have mutant bash tv so you can kind of go in there and have like a wave-based fighting but it's just not it's the problem is you're doing it in a specific arena and it's not designed in such a way that you can utilize the flow of combat in a really effective way yeah um so that is kind of a design flaw in the mutant bash tv but um but that's really that's really my biggest complaint about this game is it's just like, man, the core is so good. I want, I want like these good long drawn out fights because like you could, you could keep going for like 15, 20 minutes with guys thrown at you nonstop because the way you can chain everything together and you can use your overdrive, which is like it buffs your damage and makes even some guns behave entirely differently. Like the shotguns practically full auto. Yeah. And, um, it's just, it's nuts. And, when you get your, you have like a little combo meter. It starts at 1x and go all the way up to 10. And once it gets to 10x, you kill like three dudes and your overdrive is full. Yep. And not only that, they drop a load of nanotrite cells or feltrite cells, um, which are nanotrites, I guess, right? It's like your currency for buying more upgrades. They also heal you. They also heal you, yeah. So like they drop a ton of feltrite cells and, um, they and drop more and more the higher that combo counter is, which, you know, so your health keeps going up and up and up. So, yeah. like, once you really get going, you get the combo going, your overdrive comes back repeatedly, and you're getting tons of health, and you could keep a fight going for a long time. And it would feel really good to be able to do that. But it didn't really have that opportunity, except for some of the spots in the final mission of the game. And that just feels, again, like a missed opportunity, but it was one I really hoped they would take advantage of. And I still really hope they do in future content for this game. Because that feels like the biggest gaping hole here. But the game is still so good. And I recommend that if you, if you even like Doom 2016 or you like first-person shooters in general and you enjoy good flowy combat, that you buy this game even in its current state. It's excellent. It's really, really fun. Um, but this is probably the biggest problem with it, hands down. I think, I think you mentioned those um, <clears throat> the Feltrite uh, shards. And I think that does for this game what the glory kills did for Doom. Yeah. Which like pushes you into combat and not away from. Right. Uh, it makes you get up close because you won't get the Feltrite if you're far away. And I think they do such a good job with their enemy design that you know which enemies are more susceptible to quick kills. So like you can run into a group of guys, like take down the first couple of dudes that are easy to kill and then your health recharges. Um, because they dropped those felt, uh, the feltrite shards and just like you kind of just weave in and out of these combat arenas. Um, and I don't think the arenas are as well built as something like doom is, but you just, yeah, it's, it just feels so good to like, oh, my health is low. Let me run into combat instead of away from combat. Um, and this game is at its best when it, it populates the arenas with the enemies that it needs to make that, uh, make that combat sing. And I think a lot of people's problem with this game is the core is so good. The other stuff is more of a letdown because the core is amazing. Um, and I, because I'm fine with a mindless, dumb, like hop in a car and go kill some things and go, I'm fine with it. And it's a flaw, and I understand that. But the the core is so good that this game could have been so much better. Uh, it could have been so much more. Because 
it has that core idea that just works and just feels good and feels so solid and it feels like an id shooter should. Uh, but the world they built around it isn't as compelling as as the as the combat would need it to. Yeah. To, to you could really, almost argue that it's the id parts of this game that are good and the avalanche and the parts avalanche of this parts game that make it suffer. Um, which is unfortunate, but it's just, you know, it's the truth. Yeah. Um, which Avalanche did a good job on a lot. They did. They just, I feel like they didn't meld it together with the id stuff as good as they could have. It almost feels like this game could, I know we say this about a lot of games, but this one for sure. But if they just had some more time yeah. to populate that world and to flesh out the car system more, because yeah. uh, I played Avalanche's Mad Max. And their car system was incredible. Yeah. Uh, I loved the car system in Mad Max. That was another game with an empty land that was story-driven empty. And you could feel it and it felt good. But those cars felt awesome. And the car combat was the standout part of that game. Um, and I think they really wanted to translate that over into Rage. But I don't know if something happened along the way. But they didn't get to do it all the way, it feels like. Yeah. Um, but like Jordan said, all that said, I recommend this game, maybe get it on a sale. If, if some of this stuff is like turning you off, um, I would, I would buy this game full price again, just because of the amount of fun that I've had with it and, and will have with it some more. Totally agree. It's um, been so much fun. I, it feel, it feels so good. I thought it was just going to feel like a doom, like retread, but it feels different in its own special way because of all the abilities that you get. Um, so that being said, like if, if what we have said about the combat interests you enough that you're willing to drop money on it, go ahead. I think you'll, I think you won't be disappointed. Yeah. Uh, but if you have any reservations, I would wait for a sale because even on a sale, like this game is worth like supporting those devs because they did something truly special. Uh, and I, I love supporting devs sometimes even when it doesn't live up to its fullest potential. Yeah. Um, and I think this game is well worth the, the fun you get is well worth to me, $60, but to some, it might be worth 30 to some it might be worth 20. Uh, but definitely let it sit in the back of your head and like a steam sale pops up or an Epic game store sale pops up or Xbox or whatever, like pick up this game. I don't think, it's I don't think Epic. you'll not on Epic. Sorry. It's uh, okay. I don't think you'll be too terribly upset. It's on Steam and Bethesda's launcher. Ah, Bethesda launcher. Yeah. But um Yeah, did you did you have any performance issues? Uh I had two crashes. Okay. Um but I've had no like noticeable frame rate drops, which is stunning with the amount of stuff that happens on the screen at times. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't really had frame dips too hard either. I did have a little bit during the races. Mm, um, I yeah. noticed my frames dipped a little bit more during the races. I mean, something about having all that many cars on the screen for some reason. Um, I also had, I, this may be PC specific, there were some audio issues. Um, <clears throat> if you play on PC, turn on subtitles, because sometimes there are voice lines that don't get said, and you have to read them. Oh, that's weird. It just skips a voice line. It happened probably 10 times total throughout the whole story. So if you don't have subtitles on, you'll miss it completely. Um, I guess I wouldn't know if I had that problem. Yeah. Um, well, you'd know if there was an awkward spot in the middle of a conversation. <laughs> I feel like you might have noticed that. 
Maybe I would have chalked it up to like, hey, this game's like bunking ways. Yeah. The other weird thing is I have, I was getting about 100 frames per second in this game on my, on my PC. And I have a 144 hertz monitor, but for some reason I was getting screen tearing. Hmm. Um, so I had to turn VSync on. So it wasn't a big deal. I just turned VSync on and it was done. But that was a little bit weird. Um, other than that, it's good. Took forever to actually launch the game, but that was thanks to Denuvo DRM. But that has since been removed by the devs. So I was gonna, I was gonna say I'm playing on Xbox One X. Uh, I think it's running at 60. I don't have a high enough Hertz television to be able to figure it out uh, all the way. But uh, it loads like stupidly fast compared to some open world games for me. Oh, no doubt. Uh, Com- definitely compared to some oh my gosh it's getting so, into this game is like a yeah. breath of fresh air it, it does load really quick it's just the initial launch on pc was really slow when they had the denuvo drm stuff on there yeah um i hear that the base xbox and playstation are running at 30 frames a second which some people might have issue with uh but i guess those are the concessions you have to make when you have a half step generation like we have yeah the only other thing I noticed was like, this is just getting really nitpicky, I guess, but um, the anti-aliasing was there, but like it, it made things a little blurry at times. Hmm. Like even on ultra settings, sometimes the, the edges of like my gun would be a little bit fuzzy, almost as if they were just a touch out of focus. That's and I thought that was a little bit weird. Um, seems to be something to do with how they did anti-aliasing in this game. Don't think I but, noticed that yeah. myself. But I don't, I don't, I don't eyeball things like Jordan does, and I'm also not on a, on a mad PC. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of harder for me to notice some stuff. But all those are honestly small. None of those are serious, um, issues. So overall, pretty darn good, considering some of the launches we've had. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Rage Two. It's a great game. I I really, as I was playing this game, probably six, six to seven hours in, I was literally like, um, in love with this game. I was like, this is so much more than I ever expected, and it probably lasted till about the ten hour mark when I kind of noticed the combat was a little too spaced out, yeah. um, and really acknowledged that. And I think that, I think that alone is worth the sixty bucks. But some people have a harder time spending 60 bucks on 10 hours of gameplay. Yeah. But, like, I don't, if it's good. No, I don't have too much of a problem. Um, you know, I, guess I, I almost prefer, like, a 10 to 15 hour game that's quality over, like, this, like, 150, 80 hour 200 hour, like, saga. Yeah. Because then that's, like, a time sink for me. And it's like, I don't know. So hey, I don't like you talk, having. Don't you talk bad about then. Assassin's Creed. God. I'll fight you. I promise you, I've never spent over sixty hours in an Assassin's Creed game. You haven't played Odyssey, then? Holy balls! <laughs> no, I have not played Odyssey. It's... I played Origins and didn't even quite finish it. Origins was freaking long too. <laughs> yeah, I didn't quite finish it. I think I maybe did thirty hours in Origin. I still think about Odyssey all the time. I need to go back and play that game. I've heard really good things. I will it's pick really, it up on a sale. I it's just, really good. I was. I just wasn't sold. I, I don't know. I kind of gave up on Assassin's Creed after three. Because three was such a letdown. Um, I played a little bit of Black Flag, but didn't beat it. Oh, Black Flag's so good. Um, and then 
I, I was like, I'm not buying any more Assassin's Creed games. And then they were like, with Origins, they're like, we redid the formula. I'm yep. like, okay, I'll buy it. <laughs> so I bought that. I think they like redid the was, combat formula more than anything. Yeah, agreed. And I, I really enjoyed Origins for a while, but there still came a point where I was like, yeah, it's too much. It's too, it's too grindy and not enough reward. So, so I'm done. I think Assassin's Creed Odyssey is like the opposite of Rage. Yeah. Um, when it comes to like the world that they built. There is so much to do in Assassin's Creed Odyssey that it's overwhelming sometimes. Yeah. Uh, whereas Rage has not enough stuff to do sometimes, and it's a bit underwhelming. I feel like there's a lot of stuff to do in Rage. It's just all too quick. It's very quick, yeah. And it's same, like, with, same with Odyssey, though. You get it done in less than five minutes, and now you got to drive to the next one and drive to the next one. And yeah. it's like... Not that driving isn't fun, but like I want to spend most of my time doing combat. So I want I want longer combat because the longer it is, the more rewarding it feels anyway. Because you can keep that chain of and that flow of combat so, going. Uh, so, so what anyway. you're saying, Jordan, is you're very excited about Doom Eternal coming out. I am, but to be honest with you, dude, I think Rage beats Doom's combat. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's Rage, a, that, Rage's that, combat is so good. That's a conversation. <laughs> that is haveable. Yeah. I think Rage 2 combat beats Doom's combat. It just doesn't give as much as Doom gives. Like you can you can get into some fights in Doom and it's pretty consistent. Like you're always so, fighting dudes. And I feel like that's that's where we're missing it here is we just need longer fights. So, I think Doom where it lacks in the kind of broad range of abilities that Rage has. I think it makes up for in enemy types um, and the vastly different versions of enemies and the way that the enemies give me both. Yeah, I want both for sure. But I think Doom. But I am excited for Doom Eternal. So not saying that I'm not. I think I think Doom is like stripped down in a way that's just like so fast. You're moving so fast all the time. Uh, like don't stop for nothing you you move around the arena like it's about navigating the space in a way that rage is not um i think they're both they're they're similar in a lot of ways but i think they're vastly different in others and i think that's an interesting conversation to have at some point uh and it probably comes down to personal preference like most things um but there's something very adrenaline pumping about Doom that I haven't quite gotten from Rage. Um, just by like, like you're on the edge of your seat most of the time in Doom, just like blasting dudes. And Doom, I don't think is as mindless as Rage can be at times. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that's due to the open world. Which, yeah. I mean, I've heard it argued in a lot of reviews that that game shouldn't have been an open world. I don't know if I say it shouldn't have been. It just felt like, it, like you said before, it needed more it, time. It should have been a better open world. It should have been a better open world. Um, but what it is, honestly, I'd have been fine with. Again, if the fights were longer. Yep. If there was just more combat. Um, because the open world, you can, a lot of people don't even realize you can fast travel in that game. Yeah, you go to like four seemed, different fast travel points. It seemed like some of the reviews I read totally missed that you can even do that because the game doesn't really tell you. Or if I mean, does, I haven't it, done much of it myself. Yeah, because I just like as the as the crow flies, I guess is where I'm going. Yeah, that and then like the I told you about like if you hold focus and look around, you can see beams that point to the yep. arcs. Yep, I even if they're not today. on your map. 
and like you were like what like the game doesn't if it told you we both missed it because i didn't even catch it in the game i just like a, a buddy of mine told me and i was like oh nice but he told me a lot earlier than, than you yeah. knew but um but there's uh, just little stuff like that yeah it's it's got problems but i, I uh, it's such a fun experience I, I just really experience. hope the devs commit to it and bring us some really good content moving forward to to give us that. Give us more combat. Give us For longer sure. fights. Maybe even like a wave base mode. That I'd be is down. More in an open arena that kind of has like like just a random banded arena. But make but, it rewarding enough that I want to keep doing it. Yeah. For sure. That combat's so good. Yeah. Um, have you played anything else this week? Um, I, I bought Metro Last Light. Last Light. Redux. That is the second Metro game. Yeah, I bought that on Epic because it was four ninety nine. So Epic's having a sale right now. Epic Mega Sale. Is that what it's called? It's their first sale. Yeah, I think it's called the Epic Mega Sale. I think that's right. And um, everything fourteen ninety nine and up is $10 off, including pre-orders. All of it. Um, so there's been a little bit of interesting development around this yeah. actually. Um, Borderlands three was on there initially. Two K pulled it because they didn't want people getting it for fifty dollars, which I still don't understand because every piece of wording that I've read it seems to indicate that Epic is covering this ten dollars. The devs yeah, are getting paid the same. So why is two K against people getting Borderlands for fifty dollars when it's not going to affect what they get paid? I, it doesn't make sense to me. Um. So that's that's a thing. There's actually two other games that were pulled as well, other than Borderlands. It was uh, Vampire, The Masquerade, Bloodlines Two. Yeah. And Oxygen not included from Clay. Yeah, and I believe that there's the same publisher, um, and they both got they they both got pulled from the sale as well. There was also an issue with uh, Hades. Where... Hades. Uh, so from what the dev said about Hades, uh. They were going to raise the price anyway. Um, so the the big kerfuffle was they raised the price from twenty dollars to twenty five dollars. Um, like right when the sale happened, but people from Epic came out and said that was our bad. Like we were going to do this anyway, and we we unfortunately timed it with the sale, so it just looked like they were like boosting the price of the game to make the percentages look better. Yeah. Uh, for like sale costs but that's not what it was it was it was an accident yeah so here's for- the weirdest thing about all this to me on any other storefront digital storefront for games if there's a publisher who doesn't want their game to be included in a sale they don't have to pull it from the store to take it out yeah. of the sale so yeah. what's with that epic <laughs> like something about this the foundation of the epic game store is like broken well i think they're pulling it because epic is giving the ten dollars to any game that's over fifteen dollars but why can't why can't you just exclude games from that rule like every other store i well i think the i think the other stores would do it that like the sale is the exclusion from the other rule yeah whereas this one's like hey since we're giving we we epic are taking the hit and giving you guys ten dollars credit for our store, I think that's how it's working, right? I think they're just giving you straight ten dollars off your purchase. Yeah, and an additional ten dollar credit for purchases over fifteen. 
Yeah, but the credit comes off in the in the cart, like right off. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, oh okay. Um, so Epic is saying like, hey, we'll pretty much give you ten dollars. We'll take ten dollars off. That's on us. That's out of our pocket, and it's gonna be store wide. So I'm guessing they didn't think it would be a problem for developers if they did that. And it seems like they didn't think about like people saying like, hey, we don't want our games to do that. I mean, it may have something to do with perceived value. Maybe maybe, maybe 2K doesn't want Borderlands 3 to have a perceived value of $50 yet. And could be. that affects with some kind of psychological marketing strategy. That's could the only be. thing I could really think of. Um, because then like somebody who sees it on sale for 50 and then later it's not on sale anymore. They're like, Oh, I could have got it for 50. Now I should just yeah. wait. Like, I don't know. Maybe there's wait something psychological it, Maybe I should there. wait until it's 50 again. Yeah. But I, I also saw, I also saw some issues that people had with this sale where people were, so Epic game store does not have a cart. When you buy a game, you have to buy them individually. You have to make, if you want five mm. games, it's five separate transactions. You can't make one transaction for five games. Um, and so people were trying to load up on games during the sale and actually got the um, got fraud alerts on their cards <laughs> because, because they're getting repeat, repeated <laughs> oh, purchases. Gosh. So, I mean, there's, there's that. And then this business with the Ubisoft games being pulled because they're not working right with Uplay. And there's just a lot of a mess. Epic really needs to pull their store and rebuild it because yeah. I think there's something foundationally wrong or it would not take this long to add all the features that we want because they keep pushing back their roadmap on cloud saves and things like that because something about the foundation of how this launcher was created is messed up. Yeah. It's got to be. So they really need to like just stop working on this store and start making a new one because yeah, this, is, this, is, this, is not, this is not good. Oh. Another piece of news about the Epic Store, Outer Wilds is confirmed to be an Epic exclusive, uh, even though that it was confirmed on the Kickstarter to be for Steam. Uh, so people are up in arms about that game not being on Steam now. Yeah, and this is fair because, yes. I, I mean, when you make a promise to people who are going to give you money to help develop your game you should probably keep it obviously yep. technically they're still keeping their promise but that's kind of like a sleight of hand trick to yeah. say it's coming to steam we promise and then it's epic store exclusive for what six months something like that something like that um so yes it's coming to steam but you won't get it as soon as everyone else who buys it on epic and some of these people i believe they've pledged money and for a steam code specifically so what they're going to be sent is a steam code and they can't use it until six months later. So they're going to have is to, is that how it's going to work? That's what I'm understanding from different posts. If I'm wrong, send us a message, button key dot game slash contact. But I'm fairly certain from what I have read from people who have actually backed the game, that's how it's going to work. So this is kind of a, a little kind of shady. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I don't know. They, they basically were saying they need this. They they're doing this to to help get support to have the funds to make the game, right? Yes. But like that's what the crowdfunding was for. Yeah. They hit their goal. So what happened? You know what I mean? Um. So I don't know. It's just it's 
people are, you know, I'm seeing people over Reddit doing things like, look, we're going to have to get a promise that this specifically will not be Epic exclusive at all. Yeah. You know, before we are able to back games now. And it's just dumb that we've come to that, Had to that, that point. Yeah. Um, but that is what it is. That's Outer Wilds, not to be confused with Outer Worlds. Not to be confused Obsidian. with Outer Worlds, the Obsidian game, which is also an Epic exclusive. Yes, but we've known Though that, that for some time. that one was not promised for Steam. It was also not crowdfunded. Yep. Um, and I guess to, to round out our somewhat negatory news, uh, breaking, absolutely breaking, and we recorded this a little late, so we caught it, uh, the Call of Duty game. For 2020, so not the one this year, which is being developed by Infinity War Ward and is said to be Modern Warfare 4, but next year was supposed to be made by Sledgehammer and Raven. They are now being taken off the project as leads, and that is being handed over to Treyarch, who is reportedly making a Black Ops 5 set in Vietnam, this time yeah. with a campaign. So... Does this mean we're going back to the old form? Treyarch Infinity Ward every other year. I don't I don't know what you did, Sledgehammer or Ravensoft, to <laughs> <laughs> to get taken off like the leads, but Okay, what were the So their first game was Advanced Warfare. Pretty divisive amongst the Call of Duty community, to say the least. Yeah. Uh also the first game with loot boxes, if I'm not wrong. I don't uh, think that was their choice. Th- probably an Activision thing. There's no way to know for sure. No way to know for sure. And the second game of theirs was World War II, uh, which was generally favorably liked in the Call of Duty community, but not overwhelmingly so. No, and it seemed like time... Uh, over time, that game got worse because Sledgehammer th- wasn't doing the things that would have made that game better. So I think over time it got worse, but then over a little bit more time it got better from what I've from what I've been hearing from a bunch of YouTubers and people in the community. Well, it's dead on PC now because uh, it was well, uh, Call of Duty games a, ports to PC have been pretty terrible up until yeah. Black Ops 4. So uh, there's no point in me going and playing it now. Uh, they seem to do pretty good support for World War Two up until and even after Black Ops 4 came out. Uh, with some community events and some more some more fun stuff that they got to do. Uh, so, like Jordan referenced earlier, Call of Duty used to be made on a two-studio cycle. So, this started with... It probably started earlier, but people know Modern Warfare 1 was made by Infinity War. Infinity Ward. Then, World at War was made by Treyarch. And then Infinity Ward came back for Modern Warfare 2. Treyarch did Black Ops, the first one. And then it was Modern Warfare 3, Black Ops 2, Advanced Warfare. Uh, So Advanced Warfare was the year they started the three teams. Uh, We really don't know what's happening, why this is happening, if there was bad blood or anything. But... It looks like we're getting a Black Ops 5 in 2020 instead of the Vietnam game, the purported Vietnam game that was being made by Sledgehammer. Yeah. And just just to clarify real quick, it looks like Call of Duty 1 and 2 were both Infinity Ward. Okay. Call of Duty 3 was Treyarch. 
um, and four was Infinity Ward, and that kind of started. Then you know we got World at War, which was Treyarch, and then Infinity Ward did Modern Warfare two, and then you know Black Ops, Black Ops and that's kind of how Modern that Warfare went. Three, Black Ops two, yeah, Warfare. Yep. So interesting little shakeup going on over uh, over there. I'm yeah, be interested to see where that goes. Yeah, me too. It's it's when it when it comes to a game that has had a struggle with too much sameness because it's a yearly release. Um and I think they've seen some of that obviously at this point. Um mm-hmm. and it, it's always interesting to see things getting shook up a little because it always gives you hope that hey, maybe we're we're going to get something different. Well, well, I would say that if the rumor wasn't Black Ops 5. Yeah. Um is this all rumor? It's it seems to be pretty pretty it's rumor technically, but it's from people pretty much inside the company according to Kotaku. Uh reliable insiders is what Kotaku says, I believe. Okay. Um yeah, I don't I don't know. I wonder what this is going to do for Black Ops 4 now that you have to take your dev team that was working on a 3-year cycle and quickly move them over to a two-year cycle. And they said they were picking up what uh, Sledgehammer and Ravensoft were doing yeah, and then working off that. Well, from what I've seen, it's not like Black Ops 4's post-launch content has been anything incredible. Well, it's actually been pretty good. Um, The big problem was them and their microtransactions bullcrap has like really destroyed the goodwill for that game. Yeah, because a lot of people as as a person who bought the Black Ops pass, a lot of people are very upset that most of the stuff is still locked away under microtransactions or random boxes. Yeah, I bought uh, the pass, too, and I, I regret it 100 percent. If if I want to go back and earn the guns that were added post launch. Which were earned through like the the leveling up of the of the uh Black the battle pass tiers. pretty much the tiers uh now if i want those guns i have to randomly get them out of boxes i have no way to get those guns i spent 90 dollars a hundred a hundred dollars i was gonna say i think game. it was 99.99 a hundred dollars on this game and you're not gonna let me get the guns that you added to the game Without some random bullcrap? Like, f- my fault. You got me. You duped me. You you fooled me with making a freaking amazing game at launch. And then you you bungled it up after I spent $100 on it. Like, you got me, I guess. They did a marketing, a really good marketing job with that game. Because they really made it look like it wasn't going to be any of the the BS that's come yeah. with these. And, it's, and it seems and like just, it's the worst BS. They let it launch in a really good state. Yeah. And then they they slowly added in all the crap we didn't want. Yep. So I'm... Bait and switch. Hey, guess what? I can use those guns in Blackout, I guess. But yeah. I'm not going to be able to use them in multiplayer. Yeah, well, I'm not going to play that game anymore. I haven't played it in a while. Yeah. Sorry to get all upset followers, loyal loyal listeners, but that one gets under my skin a little bit. Yeah. I'm going to buy the one next year. It's a problem. 
Yeah, but I'm not buying no passes. Not buying no, not buying no whatever pass. Nope, you won't Heck get me on no. the pass again. Nope. I think this was the first year I bought it too. Same, I have, because I, I, I had so no much more. hope for this game, especially after I played the beta. God. And you know, with the new health system and all the changes they made, I was like, this is gonna be a like the best call. Yeah, this is gonna be it. This is like, it. This is and it. guess what? That game plays amazingly. And it started really good. It's all the it's all the nonsense and junk that's around it. And yeah. it, it just really stripped away all the goodwill that I had for that game. It's upsetting to yeah. the highest degree. It went from probably one of my favorite Call of Duties to just low on the list because of the bad will I have for that game now. Yeah. Ugh. Can we talk about something fun and nice and good? Well, Sony and Microsoft are sort of teaming up in a weird way. The old crossover. Yeah, so not necessarily Xbox and PlayStation by name. No. But Microsoft and Sony yep. um, are teaming up for, um, are partnering up for cloud gaming um, using the, the Microsoft, I think, he's, I think Azure. it's Azure. Azure, yeah. yeah. The Microsoft Azure um, infrastructure for sony to use for their cloud gaming i guess they're abandoning gaikai at this point this um, is crazy this yeah is a, it's vague we don't really know what it means it might not be that crazy at the end might of it not all, be but crazy at all but the fact that they said hey microsoft and sony are teaming up for games this is basically cloud games microsoft calls up sony and he's like yo sony <laughs> do you see that do you see that google stadia he was like, "Yeah, man." Yeah, I saw. He's like, "I know, I know, I know. We don't like each other sometimes, but we can't let this happen. We got a mutual enemy. We got to, so we got to take gotta, him out. We got to combine our forces and make it happen. We got to get them like, while they're young." He was like, "All right, bet." And he hung up. <laughs> and uh, and that was it. That was it. That was it. They took a picture together. And <laughs> that was it. <laughs> no, uh, but yeah. You know, I hadn't thought about Stadia until you just mentioned it. It's <laughs> how little. I was worried about Stadia doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we'll keep you up to date on this. I don't know where, where it's going. Yeah. Probably won't hear from it for a while, I imagine. It's interesting. It's interesting. Uh, also interesting, have you heard of a small game called Pokemon Go? I have. Have you and heard I of a remember the insanity that was the few weeks after have you, the game came Have out. you heard of a tiny indie game called Minecraft? I have. What if we smashed those two things together, took out the Pokemon, and said Minecraft Earth? It looks like it could be cool, man. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it looks yeah. It looks interesting. Um so uh, I'm not a huge I, Minecraft fan, but like when it came out, it was pretty unique. Yeah, like and back when the, in like the the notch days, okay, and it, in like you didn't have all the recipes in front of you; you had to like do it all by hand. It was a little more interesting then. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was cool because it was just unique, and it was like playing with Legos again. Just brought back like some childhood stuff. Um, it's become something different at this point. I feel like so I, don't, I haven't played it in years, but um. This looks like a cool idea. I mean, you could it's an AR game for iOS and Android. You can take your phone mm-hmm. and use the camera 
to mm-hmm. basically like build Minecraft creations on your table at home. They call it a build plate. A build plate. And then once you build that awesome thing, you can take it outside and see it in like life-size view and you can actually just like put it down there. Yep. Just you can like walk around you can like walk around inside of it. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Using it using AR, of course. Yeah. Nothing nothing nuts. Um so it seems like this game's gonna have like a like a pillar type system of like here's what you do, like the things that build the game. So the Pokemon Go stuff is kind of you're out in the world and you can point your phone at stuff and you can pick up materials that way. And you need materials to build, you don't have unlimited materials. So if you want to build uh Shangri-La or some other amazing work of art if you want to recreate uh the death star on your on your plate you have to get the materials in the world to do it and you get that by pretty much playing pokemon go um and you go to these specific spots and i forgot what they're called but they're like playgrounds almost uh where events happen where enemies come and you have to work with everybody in the area to take out all the enemies Uh, And you get more materials that way. And then you go home, you build your thing using the materials on your on your building plate. And then you take that and you make it bigger and then you can share that with people. So if other people who have Minecraft Earth walk by your house and they see this thing outside, I'm pretty sure it's like a permanent fixture in your area. Like, what if my neighbor builds something in front of my house? And I'm like, hey, that was my house. Hey, that's a jerk. That's a jerk move. Yeah. Um, so it seems like you can like send your plates to other people and they can put that somewhere. Uh it it seems like a real just fun, like have a good time type. Together from what I understand. So like you you can join my game and we could like build the same thing. Yeah, you can build in like the life size version too, I believe. Yeah, um, it's interesting. I mean, it, we'll just have to see it. Like, it's one of those things I feel like we're gonna have to see it in action. I know there sure. was a trailer, but I don't. The trailer didn't really show much. It's like watching a trailer for a VR game. It, you yeah. just you gotta try it. You just don't know. Um. So, anyway, that's. Uh, I signed up to try and get into the beta for that one. So, fingers crossed. Um, yeah, it looks interesting. And that looks like it's going to be coming out later this year. Yeah, I think they said summer. Um, and speaking of other game launches, Super Mario Maker 2, it had a direct, and I was looking forward to Mario Maker 2, I was, but then this direct happened, and oh god, this month cannot go by fast enough, because this looks like the best thing I've ever seen. Yeah. There is something about this concept and this idea. And I know it works because they've already made a game. Uh, but there's something and they've built on it in such a way that I. Anytime I see it, I just get like the jollies. I get so excited when I see people think thinking about Mario Maker, talking about Mario Maker, making Mario's and Mario Maker. It's, I, I haven't felt this way in a minute, Jordan. I don't know yeah. what it is. I don't know if it's my love for Mario, uh, 2D Mario specifically, um, or the fact that I just missed out on 
the first Mario Maker because I didn't have a Wii U. But this looks so fun and so pure and just what I need right now. Yeah. If you missed uh, the direct this week, just go watch yeah. it and you'll see what he's talking about. Yeah, it's a 15 minute direct. They they showed off some new like parts. So now you have slopes so you can make Mario do his like butt slide that takes out all the people or all the enemies. Uh, they added a bunch of stuff. So there's this crazy system. So you know how each level has like themes. So you can have like a ground theme. You can have an underground theme like yeah. lava, castle, airship, whatever. So they added some new themes. So they added snow, desert forest and sky and they also added this thing called night uh night mode i guess or night themes and when you make a level night theme it changes the properties of the world and the physics of it almost uh and it's based on the theme that you picked so it can be as simple as if you make a ground world night theme which is just basic mario uh, like if you place Goombas in that world, they float kind of like there's no gravity on the Goombas, which is weird. I got it. Okay. But if you make the underground night theme, the whole level is upside down. Nice. And you play the whole thing upside down. If you make, yeah. if you make the sky theme night themed, it's low gravity. If you make the ice theme night themed, uh, it's super slippery. So there's less friction. It just adds this whole other layer to what people are going to be able to do with this game. And trust me, I'm not going to be making anything because I'm going to be too busy playing everything. Uh, and they, it's, they added a story mode and you're helping rebuild Princess Peach's castle and you get to play through 100 plus Nintendo made Mario levels. Yeah. So I that's like that a full alone... game of Mario right there. Yeah, I think that alone's enough for me to be like, yeah, I want it. Um, they added online versus multiplayer, so you can do a race through a random, a random user created level, uh, with three other people, and there's a ranking system. You can do that co op. You can build with a buddy, uh, so you can have two people building a Mario level at the same time, um. I think that's all the big stuff, but I hope you can tell by the the spirit in my voice that I am so excited for this game. And I think this game by itself will sell Nintendo Switches and will be a killer app for the Switch, uh, yeah. which has already had some killer apps already. Yeah. Um. So it's... Did did you ever play Hitman Absolution? I did not. So in that game, you could like make custom contracts because they have these like big open playground sandbox areas, um, and you could pick any target in the crowd of tons. This is of people. the one before. This is the one before the reboot. Yeah. No. Yes. Maybe. I think it was. I think yes. it was before Hitman. Yes, it was the last one before the reboot. Um and. You could pick anyone in the crowd and kill them by any method you, you wanted. And you could upload that custom contract to the community and the community could play it, right? Yep. The only way you could upload it is if you could actually do it. Yes. Is that, is that like that in this game? Yep. So to, to upload a level, you have to complete it 
and you have to complete it from every single checkpoint that you placed. So you can't trap people in a checkpoint that can't be completed from. Okay. Um, there are horror stories of people making like insanely difficult levels that they themselves took hundreds of hours to beat that one level. So they could that they made. It. It's it's insane. People have gone to insane lengths to upload Mario Maker levels. Um, but I. <laughs> Even before this game was announced, I found myself falling into a YouTube hole of watching content creators play Mario Maker. Um, one of them's name was uh, Ryukar. He's really cool uh, on YouTube. He just does videos of he does the 100, 100 Mario challenge where he just does super expert levels and see how far he can, sees how far he can get. Um, and I just want some of that fun and joy for myself. And I can have it now because I have a Switch and I have a game that's going to play Mario Maker. Uh, and I couldn't be more excited about it. I feel like a child. Yeah. It'd be cool, man. I'm excited. Um, and during the, the Mario Maker Direct, Nintendo also announced a voucher system. Yeah, they had like, you can buy for $99. You yep. can buy two vouchers, which are basically good for two select games on the eShop. So um, it seems like, like it's pretty much going to be Nintendo games. Yeah, like, full, like every first party Nintendo game games. is included. So it's like it's not like select crappy games. It's like good stuff. Um, so basically, you know, save 20 bucks if save you buy two bucks. $60 games, um, which is um, not bad. It seems to bad. be a way for Nintendo to keep not putting their games on sale ever. Yeah. Um, which is the way that Nintendo works. Um, but... I'll I'll probably do that and then wait for whatever is next. Maybe Astral Chain will be on there or Bayonetta three. And I'll just get that. Is that voucher gonna be around kind of indefinitely? Uh they said from purchase you can wait a year until you use them. But like are they gonna oh, be available indefinitely? I imagine they will be. I guess it'll depend on how well they're doing, honestly. Okay. So they haven't uh, said but, specifically. Yeah, they haven't said like when it'll end. But but like I was saying, once you purchase them, they can be used like up until a year from now. Okay. Uh, and they can be used for pre-orders. You can pre-order Mario Maker with it. Um. So interesting deal. Uh. Might be a little more complicated than you need to be if you just put your games on sale normally. But they seem to be doing fine without putting their games on sale. Yeah. So I guess we got to be grateful for whatever we get. <laughs> It's like scraps. $20? I can save $20? Please. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's a... I'm, I can't wait. Cool. So how was your beer? My beer was good. Uh, like I said, it was a, it's, it's a simple or IPA. Nothing crazy. Um, so it could be a good first IPA. Uh, it, it, it's it has like a slight IPA taste. It's not like overpowering, uh, but it definitely tastes like an IPA. So if you like yeah. that, you can start delving in deeper into that hole. Yeah. Cool. Uh, can I do can I have an uh, an Evans off topic recommendation for the week? Sure. Uh, Tyler, the creator, came out with his new album, uh, Igor. Uh, that album is so dope. Um. His his beats on that album could be their own album. 
his lyrics are good and they're fun, but man, just listening to his his beats and his and that work, uh, I've listened to it like four times since it came out yesterday, which was Friday for those listening. Uh, it's really really good. I highly recommend it. How was your beer? It was good. You know, it was uh, can we start calling old, it good old lager, old, old faithful, old faithful, old, yeah, old faithful. Um, like I said, I'll have something different next week. But, uh, but yeah, it's good. Tasty. Well, that wraps it up for us. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, be sure to check us out at buttonkey.games. There's a contact form there where you can uh, ask us questions, tell us what you're drinking, uh, tell us when we're wrong, all kinds of good stuff. Uh, also, check us out on Instagram at buttonkeygames um, and uh, Twitter at buttonkeygames. Thank you so much for listening, folks. And stay classy out there.